From the newsroom of the Red and Black, I'm Lou Guillory. This is the front page. It's Thursday, January 16th. Today, digital producer Kira Posey speaks with staff writer Samantha Perez about the single sign-on failure that left students unable to log into ELC and Athena on the first day of classes. But first, here are some of our biggest stories of the week. The 2020 Miss University of Georgia competition took place on January 11th. Senior history major Carson Pennington walked out of the Fine Arts Theater with a crown, flowers, $1,500 scholarship, and the title of Miss University of Georgia 2020. Former state rep Jonathan Wallace announced his candidacy for the Georgia House of Representatives on January 13th. Wallace is challenging Republican incumbent Representative Marcus Whitehour for District 119, which includes areas of Clark and Oconee counties. A woman told police she was raped by a man on January 11th at approximately 3 a.m. near Deering Street and Church Street. According to a January 14th press release, athens Clark County police are searching for a young couple who they believe may have seen the rape suspect. A married couple from athens Clark County was sentenced to a combined total of more than 34 years in federal prison for distributing methamphetamine through the United States Postal Service, according to a January 10th U.S. Department of Justice news release. Amy Berg, age 46, and Joshua Woody, age 39, were sentenced to federal prison with no parole on January 8th for trafficking meth through the USPS. And that's what's happening in Athens. And now, here's Kira and Sam with their discussion. When University of Georgia student Chimezi Osandu tried to find his classes on the first day of spring semester, he couldn't log into the e-learning commons. He knew his classes were in Gilbert Hall, but struggled to find their exact locations. Um, and so I, I remember I just started contemplating, like, wow, do I actually want to go to class? Since the theater's not working, at first I didn't know it was like a... Um, like a campus-wide thing. I thought it was just mine. I'm Kira Posey, digital producer, and we're here with Samantha Perez, who covered the e-learning commons, or ELC, and Athena failures last week. So, Sam, what actually happened with ELC? Why did it fail? So, Athena and ELC are basically where students can go to find uh, assignments and grades that are posted, and on the first day of classes, it can be helpful because students find their schedule with the building and classroom locations on it. So when it shut down on the first day of the semester, there was actually a problem with the single sign-on service, and it wasn't able to handle that amount of traffic. So that led to a temporary shutdown. And how did this affect students, and how did they react to the shutdown? I talked to students that this really affected their day. Uh, I know for one student particularly, he was already kind of struggling to head back to class and get into the swing of things. And then when the shutdown happened, it made him kind of disappointed and he was kind of, it seemed almost frantic trying to get to class. Uh, Other students skipped altogether because they couldn't find the locations and they didn't know what to do. And is a single sign-on service, or SSO, different from CAS? Is it UGA's in-house authentication? Um, Like, what prompted the change from CAS to SSO? So, in the past, the university has used a central authentication system uh, for Athena and ELC to help make the login really secure. But recently, they started to make changes at the end of last semester to switch to the single sign-on service, which ultimately really did the same thing. The idea was just that it was a little bit increased uh, security for students, uh, but the whole idea of it is to have kind of one username and one password to be able to log on to a bunch of different accounts, whether it be your UGA email or 
or Athena or ELC. Uh, so it was a problem with that single sign-on service. And how did this differ from the Athena problems in November? We've seen problems in the past, so how is this one different? In November, some students experienced problems when they were trying to register for classes. Yeah, and some people actually couldn't register for the majority of the day. Um, we actually have a clip from an interview with freshman Ashley Childers on her take on the matter. Like, I totally get that it was, like, the big day that everyone's on, but it's also, like, if you're going to assign everyone the same day, like, make sure your software is, like, at a caliber where it can, like, support that much, like, visiting capacity, you know? So that was a technical failure that looked similar to this. However, it was actually with the application Athena itself. So instead of affecting the central authentication system or the single service sign-on, it was actually with uh, the Athena system. And so how did UGA react to this massive failure on their part? UGA sent out an email to all students that apologized for the interruption that they faced on the first day. And they also mentioned the previous incident that happened in November. And they took ownership and they basically said that they had solved the issue. Um, but they apologized to all the students. The email from Timothy Chester, who's the vice president for information technology, in the email he wrote, the organizations I am responsible for are taking this as a teachable moment so we can better ensure these failures do not happen again. So you spoke with the University of Alabama's IT. Um, how is their system different than UGA's and have they experienced something similar in the past? When I talked to the director of customer relations at Alabama, she said that they do use a similar system with a central authentication system, uh, although she did mention that it could be used differently at di different institutions, but she said the system they had there was installed about maybe even more than eight years ago, but eight years to her knowledge, and she said that they haven't had any similar issues with it, um, and that they really devote their team to making sure that there aren't unexpected issues, and they have software, and they have APIs that will call out to notify them if there were to be a problem. And so, as we said, the single sign-on service couldn't handle the intense network load of all these sign-ons on the first day. Um, how are we going to go about fixing this at UGA and are students at risk for this happening again? When I spoke to Timothy Chester from the IT department, he said that the issues had been resolved. For, so for the issue that happened in November, he said that they worked with um, outside parties to determine the issue that happened with the Athena application, and that's been solved. And he also said that after the outage on the first day of classes, everything was back up and running by 1 p.m., and he believes that everything is stable and fixed for the future. Okay. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that was the front page. This week's show was produced by Stephen Barr, hosted by Kira Posey, and edited by myself, Luke Guillory. Look for the Red and Black Paper Edition in newsstands on campus or around Athens. Thanks for listening. We hope you tune in next week. <laughs>